0: We are never truly lost well okay sure maybe we get turned around for a few days in the woods where life just feels like it's getting the best of us and everything's going wrong and i'm mike martin and i've stood right where you're standing lost beaten down like nothing's ever gonna change and that's why i built this camp and that's why i'm inviting you to join me and all the members of this wild community, because you know what, friend, it does get better. So come along with me into the wild, and let me show you this awesome, unique skill set that lays within inside of you. With help from the land, we're gonna unlock the steward that's inside each and every one of us that will lead the way out of the darkness and into healing. Here at the camp of healing on Project Mindfully Outdoors.
1: Welcome back to Project Mindfully Outdoors. And as we continue this uh, backpacking, I guess, uh, outback adventure here over the past few days, I figured I'd take a minute to uh, set up another edition of Campfire Session for you. And today I've got a special guest for you. Her name's Hillary Dory, and. She's a she's a leader in intuitive transformation. You know, transformation is something that goes on all around us, as well as inside of us. And I think the the story that you know we walk through in this conversation is one that's going to be a like one of those eye-opening awakening as you listen through it and you think about yourself with different scenarios throughout your life and how they've impacted you and it's going to leave you walking away with this idea that you can take control of the transportation things don't just spin without any direction but it takes really tapping into yourself and connecting. With that, with that vision that you have in order to make that transition. So I'm going to get back to the adventure and tell you a little bit about where I'm at and everything after the conversation. And it, you know, if you'd like to learn more about Hillary's word, put that in show notes. But here's that word in response to the other side of the that word I give you my conversation. Enjoy.
0: This portion of Project Mindfully Outdoors is presented to you by our friends at copenotes.com. And Copenotes helps you unlock the power of your mobile device. So if you're you're struggling with depression, anxiety, or you just wanna retrain the way you think, give Copenotes a shot. They send you text messages randomly timed throughout the day in order to inspire you and get you thinking. So swing over to Copenotes.com and use promo code Project Outdoors 10 right now to save 10% on all new subscriptions. That's Copenotes.com and promo code Project Outdoors
2: 10. Oh. Well, I'm actually over in the Metro Detroit area, so of michigan so you know it's kind of a a mix of like the concrete kind of world as well as a lot of great outdoor natural areas where were you located
3: so i live in massachusetts uh, and i just travel around the East coast. Uh, I've hiked a lot of areas like Mount Greylock, Mount what you said, I've hiked five of the 4,000 foot mountains in New Hampshire. So far, there's 48 of them. If you haven't heard from them, uh, about them. So like the five of them, uh, was like Mount Tom, Mount Field, Bond cliff. Well, um, and then there was flume and Liberty. And I was, going to isolation which is like if you're peak bagging from plume to liberty then isolation would be next and by the time I got to the top of liberty it was already like noon and I started at three o'clock that morning and I was I was just so done backpacking by you know solo backpacking up there um which was really hard for me (laughs) Because I really wanted to get the next next peak back. But I was so exhausted by the time I got on top of Liberty. I turned back because I was listening to my body. And it's a good thing I did because I ended up taking a really bad fall off of a steep, like, you know, very slim trail down Lincoln Woods in New Hampshire. And I sliced my knee pretty good.
2: <laughs> you know, it's those uh, those grueling moments that I feel like really test this will move it and, you know, I, I think one great suggestion get to make would be uh, when you take those, invest in, like, a nice little backpacking tank that you can keep with you and that way you get worn out with that. You're able to just throw that up and rest. But, you know, that kind of comes from, like, the hunting mold. When you get out there and start staking out. We've got our biscuit and we want to explore further out to so see what's out there. You don't always make it back to camp in time, so you just kind of make a little spike to camp and you make the best of the evening. Oh, yeah. I think, I...
3: Those,
2: I think those are some of the funnest and really the most eye-opening experiences is, number one, they were unplanned for the most part. So you really don't know what to predict to start what you're going to encounter. Number two, the you know, the revelation that you see when you're out in nature, In the kind of thing, because once you get settled in throughout the day, I think they get scared once the day, but once you settle, it comes back to that light and see the natural process.
3: Yeah. I am having trouble hearing you, just so you know. Is
0: that any
3: better? Yeah, that's better. Thank you.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, I mean, sitting in a gear blind in the summertime, it gets a little warm. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully that helps. But you know, I mean, it's those, those sort of interactions that we have, and we see the natural processes that I feel like really opens the doorway to exploring the traumas that we have, being able to step out of those trauma based stories, Mm-hmm. and find a way that we can really uncover this potential within us that the traumas kind of hide from us.
3: Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that I noticed the most when I'm going hiking. You know, I know you were, you were kind of teetering on, like, my outdoor photography, but, like, the hiking is really the, the caveat. Like, that helps me getting outside to doing the photography part. Um, but when I started hiking... I wanted to have a deeper relationship with what I believed God was. And I don't want to make it like super religious, but like my, for me, it was just like, there's nature and then there's the animals. And then there's being able to being a part of nature, being one with nature and having that stillness when you're going out on a trail and you're, and you know, here I have like my, Thirty-pound bag with all of my gear, making sure that uh, if I had a way, I can put away, like you know, put up a tent if I needed to stay out. Um, but then having the peacefulness of just like walking alone, and that's what I was doing when I was doing a lot of solo hiking. When I would be walking alone, it would just be my connection to to finally being just in that moment in the in the present moment to just kind of like. Detach from all of that clutter that I would do in my like walking everyday life that would be this inundated of like second guessing thoughts and so when I'm outside and I'm out in the wilderness and I'm you know just breathing the fresh air and you know not really being around a lot of people it just was feeling so it was like a different planet it just felt so cathartic very relaxing for me.
0: That's the exact same experience that I get when I go out, you know, and I think that's what a lot of my journey over the past few years has been is that theme of I need to get out and just be one with my thoughts. Uh
2: You know,
0: for a long time, there was a lot of fear of those thoughts because a lot of it was trauma-based. And to be able to look at myself and do the introspection and... You know, you mentioned about like the spirituality aspect of it. It's really opened me up to the idea of things being put in front of you has kind of like trail markers that you're on the right path. And being that I spent a lot of time in the outdoors, it's always animals because you can look at the animal who doesn't live within a set story. You know, they just go about their natural duties in life and there's no context to fear or anything like that. But you can look at that, you can see how you can apply that to where you're at in life. You know, like, for example, a lot of, of interactions I've been having as of late is I've come across a lot of snakes, which up into the season on the trailer, hasn't been a lot of snake encounters within a lot of my adventures. But this year, it's been kind of, you know, at the focal point. And what I've gathered from that is this ability to like we touched on, how we get caught up in those traumatic and, you know, trauma-based stories. We're able to shed those layers, just like a snake sheds their skin. And as we grow through it, we realize that you know we are no longer living in the small world that's defined by those things that have kind of beaten us down, made us second-guess everything. You have this ability inside to let all that go. And for me, it's been a case of getting out and doing the things that I truly enjoy to really learn how to do that.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, the interesting thing about snakes now I, in the spirituality part of it, where snakes actually in an um, in animal wisdom, like if you're going to look at the very metaphysical, uh, like the spiritual meta- metaphysical type of part of like what animal languages or spirit animals are, uh, snakes actually define as new beginnings. And right. um, You know, so because you're ending a cycle like, you know, see, and and then you're you're entering into this new phase of like who it is that you are. And so in nature, you get probably the most beneficial, uh, like you were saying, signs that that kind of lead you in the trail marks of like directions of saying and giving you the little hints and nudges that you need to to move you through certain things that you might be already processing and working through and having that clarity being outside and being one with nature really just gives that message that impact to you so that when you come home, you're like, oh, so this is, the, you know, gives that clarity of that aha moment, the introspection, um, being able to just say, okay, well, this is, this is what I was feeling. And maybe this is what I need to do differently. And and that's the inspiration where nature comes into play.
0: You know, it's funny to build on that because yesterday, actually, I was out hiking last evening. And when I got home, I wrote this piece. I didn't encounter a snake yesterday, but I was kind of thinking about it and realized how, you know, a lot of the time we move through life and we get caught up in the mundane aspects of it. It almost sort of dulls our perspectives and our senses, right? If you think about the way that the snake, he sheds his skin and he sheds his layers into a new beginning and into, you know, a new phase of his life it's almost like an invitation to look at every interaction we have as that new beginning that new you know that new chapter and to me the way it came across was this idea that you know when we're going through the mundane we miss the little changes within people that we have relationships and interactions with but when you go and you actually look at it from that first time or like that childlike wonder that's inside of us it's like those those little changes actually jump out at you and you're able to not only see them in the people that you interact with but you're also able to see them within yourself And it opens up this form to be able to celebrate the progress of life
3: yeah i i absolutely agree with that um, I mean, there's just so much to go off of that <laughs> one one thing that you're
2: mentioning. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, I don't even know where to go from there. I mean, like when it comes to, it's just more than just animals. So, so it's interesting. like how our, and I don't want to, you tell me if it's too much, right? So when, when our, so when I work at things mindfully, you know, we we also have that subconscious mind, the, the, which they call the monkey mind, right? That just decides right. to come and does the things, right? And one of the right. things that I've learned from work, you know, just being in nature, is that the whole art of the game. You know, being here, being present, being, you know, it's just it's just being it's, you know, that's the whole thing. And here um, with the subconscious, when you go and you listen to other like people on podcasts or spiritual gurus or you're listening to like things about the laws of attraction or whatever, um, the one thing that they feel like that they're missing the notes on is that. They're just telling, okay, affirmations, and we're going to do positive thinking, and all is well with the world. Well, here, I, I believed that for such a long time, and then I went and started doing more things that were more in alignment with me. Going out into nature, going out and hiking, being more present, and all of a sudden, the aha moment was like, oh my goodness, I just need to be friends with this dude. this, this subconscious part of me, I just needed to be friends with it instead of shaming it and telling it positive B- BS, so to say, you know, by telling it like, okay, all is well and I'm a millionaire, you know, like, whatever it is that I was buying into, and I just needed to be, like, asking, okay, well, what's it really telling me? Why am I really upset? Why am I self sabotaging so to say? And what can I do differently to... say that to tell this other part of me this negative part of me like you know that it's going to be okay right that everything that i'm doing right now as this higher part as this higher power this higher part of myself right what am i doing differently to to help them feel safe because the only reason that that part is being so negating to all the positive stuff that i'm trying to implement into my new life is that all it's trying to do is trying to keep me safe. It's not trying to keep me stuck. It's just trying to keep me safe in a in a situation in a pattern that I've already been pre-used to. So now if I'm stepping forward into like this more mindful and present self, then the negative part, that subconscious part, is gonna start creating that clutter. And when I'm outside, I just become friends with it and say, okay, well, what is it that we're afraid of? What can we, you know, look at all these things that I'm doing for you now. And I start pointing out all the little positive changes that I'm making so that I can make this, un- this agreement with this unconscious part of myself that's creating that negative self-talk so that they start. So that part starts easing in and relaxing so that it starts feeling more safe. And that safety actually starts creating that more present moment for me. And um that was the that was the blessing of like the many walks and hikes that I've done where I was able to just create this unified relationship with all of these parts of me, which was the negative and the positive part, and being able to to just mindfully approach more of the present moment because I didn't have to worry about what 10, you know, what the future was going to hold, because I knew that if I was present, then I had full control over what my next step would be. Right. Well,
0: I think to go all the way back to the beginning of that, there's a very important point you made
3: mm-hmm.
0: is a lot of the time when we find ourselves in like this thirst for change or for direction, we'll turn on the self-help you know podcast or we'll pick up the self-help book and we listen to it or we read it and we think we know it all Mm -hmm. but the reality within that little trap is it only gives you an idea you know you're getting a context of somebody else's story so it's really channeling that mindful aspect of that and being able to say okay this is like a roadmap." this is somebody else's experience just because i read it it doesn't necessarily have any bearing on my direction i have to actually go out into my safe space be it you know whatever the outdoors or you know whatever hobbies that you have you know those are kind of like the the safe spaces where you turn off all of the fear all the different stories that you tell yourself throughout the day within the concrete world to get through. And, you know, it almost drifts back to the idea of like a survival camp Mm -hmm. because listening to the, to the podcast or, you know, reading the book gives you the materials to be able to build the tent, but you've actually got to do the labor to put that tent up and have a shelter. And then when you, when you've done that, you've got that perspective you're able to jump into those comfort spaces and start to build things to expand the camp. You know, you can build a fire to stay warm. You can go out and pursue food to eat, find water to boil in order to hydrate, even grab some logs and build a chair for somewhere to sit comfortably. And this is like the most important part to get over that trap that really one would have to understand is the reading, the listening is important because it gives you those original materials, but in order to apply it to your story, you have to go out and live the experiences.
3: You know, that's absolutely brilliant. You know, I, and I wish that you had this podcast when I was going through <laughs> things that I went through because having that perspective is such a relief because there's probably people out there that were or have or are in my shoes or was or my once was shoes where um, – the very literal thinking, you know, there's this very literal thinking when it comes to these dynamics of of the other podcasts and people that, that, that have their, their way out of how they do it. But if you have no, and I'm going to go a little bit into my story, but I didn't have really much of a self identity. So having no identity to self, um, you know, I'm a single parent. I had a child young, I divorced young. There's a lot of things that about my, my growing up in my twenties and thirties where my self-identity was completely lost. And so in order to find like an Avenue of self, you know, I'm going to these people, I'm really reaching out and buying their courses or, buy, you know, reading their books. And, and I'm like, well, they, they know what they're doing. So I'm going to do what they're doing. And, you know, hook, line and sinker type of idea where, I just would go into it and I took it very literally. And I know, and I've seen online that there are people out there that do take these things very literally and having that refreshing perspective, it's like, you know, looking at it more of a very uh, subtext type of thing, like, no, this isn't a literal thing. This is a, you know, this is something that can help you. You could use it to your own discernment. It's such a powerful statement to have, um, which is so beautiful and useful for many people that might be in situations where they feel so lost and they think that, you know, going to Tony Robbins or like listening to laws of attraction or going to a spiritual guru or something that isn't very presently mindful um, and just taking it and running with it. You know, and I think that what you just said um, will bring so many people to this. Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, it is just sub. it's just something subsurface. I can just do my own thing, you know, and uh, it takes a lot of confidence and self-actualization to to see that. You know, and uh, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is actually a trap that I feel like a lot of us, whether it's, you know, the self help or I want to improve myself type thing. When I look back at, you know, my journey and I think about, you know, the early days, you know, the first 30, 40 years, even of my life, being caught in that loop of no self identity. Mm-hmm. You want to latch on to things and it does make you essentially pray. Yeah. And the scary part about that is the fact that when you're in those boots, you don't, you don't see that perspective, you know? So whether it's a guru that is only in it with the textbook and the agenda, I'm going to make my life based off of all this other stuff and I'll feed you a bunch of, you know, hype words and, you know, a bunch of smoke to get you going or it's within our lives and we're seeking out, you know, relationships and connections that seem like us within that mindset to actually fulfill the idea of giving us a purpose and giving us value, identity, when in reality those are only there because it's serving the other person
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know i as i've shared many times between this podcast and talks about given that was kind of like the breaking point as you hit unfortunately you hit rock bottom you know for oh. me it was sitting in my truck looking in the mirror homeless on the first night going dude something ain't right here this this thing that i'm chasing my compass is not only pointing one direction, but it's spinning paint wire. I got to actually put my feet in some boots and start walking in order to find the idea of North. And, you know, when you're in in that predicament, it's not so much feasible to be able to just pull a compass out of your pocket and decide, okay, I'm gonna let this compass tell me where North is Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to kind of think outside the box a little bit and realize it gets back to the, the idea of materials that are handed, hand and almost in like bushcrafting, really, where you pick up, you know, whatever materials around you and you allow that to help you identify based on the sun, which direction is north. And then you start to travel that way. There's a lot of a sense of lack of confidence at first you know because let's face it when you're walking in the woods you take 10 feet and it looks identical to the last 10 feet you took yeah. <laughs> you know and that's the same thing with these these journeys of self-exploration it ends up being a position where a lot of the time we don't ask to be where we're at and when you're seeking out a mentor I feel like those are the ones that you want to look for is the ones that can say, you know, I didn't plan to sit here becoming a, you know, and become a meditation guide or I didn't plan on writing this book. It was just where the direction took me because of the experience that I lived. And I want to share my journey and my experience with you almost as if picking up a needle and magnetizing it and tying it to a piece of thread helps you to find true north.
1: Mm.
3: That that was beautiful. My my breaking point. I gotta tell you my breaking point because and you again, you can use you could tell me what you want me to talk about, but my breaking point. Uh I actually was in a cult. <laughs> So like that was, that was it, you know? So here I was doing all this mindful journeying and thinking it was mindful when really it was just basically all these gurus that were using their, they call it pain points to, to get you to buy the product so that you can find the solution and be in alignment with whatever alignment you needed to be so that you can get all the stuff that, you know, like whatever it is that they were selling. Right. And I was buying it and I was just like, of course, this is making sense. And I was, I, I got to a point where I was kind of in your shoes. I wasn't homeless, but I was, I was, I spent too much money. And then I was kind of so fearful of losing this community that I had built from buying their products. They brought me into their little online community. And, you know, they're, they were explaining that if I was out of alignment of love, then I would be in hell and I would be living in fear with everybody else that I'm not in alignment with God and I'm not in alignment with my heaven on earth. And I was like, oh my goodness. So then they had me talk to this coach to, to get back and buy another product, get another coaching session. Right. And then I was explaining to them my circumstances, where I was at financially, where I was at mentally, where I was at um, emotionally and physically because I was kind of interacting in this like very abusive relationship at the time and I'm like what am I doing wrong well I bought the book I'm doing this exercise I'm doing all of the, the the stuff that you guys are telling and preaching to me and I'm I'm afraid that I'm going to be in out, out of alignment to this heaven that you're speaking of and um, then the coach was like well you understand that abuse isn't real and all of a sudden I was like no no, 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 no. (laughs) It was just like, uh, the, the light bulb shattered and I was just like, okay, this is nonsense noise. And I exited quietly. I got excommunicated very quickly after that. And I, I was like you said, lost and we like, trying to find this direction on my compass and, you know, going outside and just kind of getting off of the internet for some time and being able to recollect myself, recollecting, you know, to who it is that I really was and why I was doing what I did and you know metaphorically breaking some type of addictive situation you know even though it was like this internal addiction to like to trying to find a way to keep on healing right because that's what they want you to believe like you just need to heal it heal it heal it and I'm just like but I am healed so as soon as that guy said it everything was just like done I was done I was done I was out and I'm like I'm already healed and I started making Friends with myself, I was very self conscious, very not, I was not very confident. And I just would just go out with my backpack and go into the woods and just sit with myself and just come to this radical honesty of what the hell am I doing and what can I do differently so that I can become a better me that's not this stuff, you know? And that was probably the best thing that I ever did for me. You're speechless. Okay. <laughs> oh no! Did you pause? Okay. Well, I know that was a lot, and um, and I lost you, and you're you're frozen. And so when I, I guess I can continue because we're still recording and, and if you chime back in and you're not frozen anymore, I'd love to hear what you have to say, but, you know, going outside, oh, where did he go? Good night.
2: Okay. Are you there? you still with me? I am. I was like, oh, no. I,
3: what did I do? Yeah. What did say? The joys say?
0: Oh, uh, the joys of doing this stuff outside, let me tell you.
3: I was like, that was so much information, that poor man. Like...
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's still going, so I can edit the little gap out of there. But <laughs> I'm not quite sure where we got lost at.
3: Well, I was just explaining that, you know, when getting broken out of that situation and, you know, gaining my confidence to start actually taking my life in my own hands and being able to just being present in nature and being able to declutter and really using my discernment more refinely um, and breaking out of, um, you know, this metaphorical like addictive cycle that I had been in you know because I I just was trying to heal that's all I was doing and it was just nonsense sauce you know like I had to come to peace with knowing that you know that I am going to be the best me that I'm going to be and I am healed in the way that I feel is necessary for me and nobody else can tell me otherwise because it's just me unless they're physician you know (laughs) But I'm like, this is as good as it's going to get.
0: You know, I think that actually that is is one of those beautiful examples where in reality, we're kind of told a lot of things, right? We're told that this is the definition of you're healed or this is the definition of success or whatever it is. But in reality... The definition of that is something that is uniquely prescribed exclusively for you.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And, you know, I think that is a very scary thing at times to accept, because what that does when you really dig into that kind of medicine is it opens you up, it makes you do the introspection and it makes you really responsible for the vocabulary that goes into the story that you're writing the direction of it everything and those are sometimes some of the hardest things to grip especially when you're in those more vulnerable type situations
3: And sometimes I don't know if it's any different for women because women are so we're so emotionally entangled with so many things. We have so many outlandish expectations for things that are just for and and this is my perspective for men are just so simple, right? There's this very simple way, matter of fact, way of thinking that I see that men have. And then women, on the other hand, we take something and we like we create this whole extravagant story um, and and then we, we we add on and add on and add on. Um, and I just, I feel like there's a perspective where like if if women had an opportunity to see and like as a woman and I, I can't really speak very too much about it without getting like booed or shamed or whatever. But like, I feel like that women need to at least have the perspective of understanding that th- that men can be just so simple. They're, they're just so simple. They're, you know, not in terms of, you know, you're very logical thinking, you're very, you know, you keep to yourself, you you mean, you don't cause drama or chaos, you're just very matter of fact. And this is what I've seen with the men population that I've hung out with. And it's actually the interesting thing when it comes back to mindfulness, it's actually, it's given me a lot of perspective of how to become um, a better female, you know, in terms of like a female partner or a female, like in general in the life, like interacting with other females and other men where like men have this, uh, this object of being so logical and present where being present can be so easy. But women, on the other hand, we have this idea and this expectation and this other narration that goes on in the back of our head about other things that happen and other things that we think are happening. Um, And it causes, not crazy making, but causes this whole like other agenda. And, If we if we give ourselves the opportunity, like us women give ourselves the opportunity to like pause, take a step back and look at the literal facts, like the facts of things, which I think that sometimes men actually do very easily. They look at facts versus, you know, making meanings out of facts when women make meanings out of facts, you know, and so looking at facts and saying, like, I did just work an eight hour hour shift and. I, I, you know, maybe I was outside all day and I didn't have a chance to pick up my phone. And so when I'm outside and I'm hiking, I reflect on these things that I'm like, it could just be that simple. It could just be that simple. Like I don't, (laughs) you know, and it's that
0: simple though. (laughs) And, you know, I think that, Yeah, as human beings, we're very, very complicated creatures. Mm -hmm. You know, we are indeed the only thing on this earth that can tell a a story.
3: Yes. And
0: we tell those stories really, really well. Nine times out of ten, the story going on in our head is much more elaborate and even self-sabotaging than the story that you know i'm telling you or you're telling me and when you think about how to distill that getting out into nature and jumping in and tasting some of you know nature's medicine it really almost becomes like running into a, a brick wall you're like man how can it be so complicated and i think that's just become the evolution of you know the human story is how not only complicated can we make something, but also how convenient and how simple can we have things brought to us instead of actually going out and...
2: I don't know.
3: I really love listening to you.
0: I do not feel like the interwebs are.
3: <laughs> I I was enjoying listening to what you were saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you what. There's one question that I love to ask everybody after we get these conversations rolling, mm-hmm. and that's from your journey, from your experience. You have to share a story that not only inspires. But also give somebody a direction to help find their north mm.
3: I might have to ask you to make it less broad is that okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well the floor is yours go for it
3: okay well um would help me find my north so. If, if, it, if, it, if it's okay, it's not necessarily about hiking, but it is kind of about hiking. Um, so I am a victim of violence. So I was in a very abusive relationship and that led me to these um, doors and roads where it was very confusing, but at the time I was enabling myself from feeling really hard and deep truth feelings when it came to what I was experiencing. I was running away, um, just mentally running away from this very abusive situation that I was in. And I was scared and I didn't know who to go to. And here I was, you know, trying to get the help in the, the community that I needed. And it seemed like every door, you know, in my not in my house, but in my community seemed like that there wasn't much help. Like I would call I would try to get the police involved and they were like, well, you know, you need this much collective evidence. I would go and try to get a restraining order. I would need that much collective evidence. And so I felt so discouraged, which led me to these like spiritual paths, which got me into that cult that I was explaining about. um, Because I was trying to find a way out and I felt tremendously unlovable. You know, I was just so um, defeated. And in that... It was it was at least about uh, after I got out of it um, and I was out of the abusive relationship and I was starting to get healthy and I was starting to get directions. I was actually introduced to this domestic violence um community called the Hagar sisters. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not a a terribly religious person, but I do find God in, and I see it more as a, you know, not universalist, but I see it more as like God's everywhere there. He's, you know, God's in the woods, he's in the animals, he's in the grass, you know? And um, so here I was in this domestic violence community, you know, growing and learning more about how to take better care of myself and understanding my boundaries and understanding um, what's, abusive and what's covert abusive, how to get yourself into healthy situations. And I took a really hard look at my life because here I am a single parent and I put, you know, I, I was giving myself so much shit for putting myself in this situation with my, you know, here with my child. And, um, I just, I felt like it was my metaphorical rock bottom because I just was starting from scratch, learning how to be me, learning how to do something different for myself and learning how to actually like have that confidence, believing in myself in a way where healthy was an option, right? And healthy was possible or you like mentally strong, putting up boundaries, speaking up for myself type of thing. And I then really started dedicated to solo hiking. And when I started solo hiking, you know, here I I started building my support network and I started going out solo hiking and I stopped being so scared to actually physically go out longer distances outside of my house, you know, per the abusive situation that I was previously in, I was already in this mindset that if I was gone for a certain amount of time, something would happen to me or my child. And so I started getting the confidence where I could physically leave the house for longer durations um, to, to the woods, to hiking, to, to the trails. Then I would come home and my child's fine and everyone's safe and everybody, everybody's good. Um, And it gave me this purpose of feeling closer To God, my personal identification of what God is. And I would remember something that my mom would tell me, which is like anybody that's trying to take you away from your friends or family or community, they're not good people. (laughs) Right. And, and I was taught that. And I would remember that on these hikes and I would feel like this sense of new confidence when I'd be out solo and and feeling the wind and sitting on this rock listening to the water and listening to the birds listening to the frogs chirping and I just started building this new relationship to to what I felt God was because for a while I felt God had abandoned me and again like if it's too much of a conversation for you you let me know um but I definitely felt like So so finding that faith in nature um, gave me the perspective of what North felt like. But then I still had that, the egging, you know, going on in the back of my head, that negative, critical self. And I had already put myself into all of these situations with the spiritual gurus and having been in that cult in that previously abusive relationship, I you know, I would buy into this negative part of me until I would go outside and I'd have the feeling like all of a sudden the aha moment of like, I just needed to make friends with her. I just need to tell her it's safe. I need to tell her it's okay. I need to tell her that this, that that we're doing healthier things for us. So like, I had to start having this like third party conversation with myself so that, I could start building this relationship to being a different foundation of who I am today. And if it wasn't for the experience of me stepping outside and remembering what my mom said, and then remember and feeling the presence of this like ultimate purpose, like being outside and being present and being around, you know, this light loving feeling of like nature and God and all the animals around me. Like it, it just gave me this, like, this whole new discernment of like, I can actually be me. And, and I can love all of these parts of me, even the ones that have been wounded. And I can write a story that's dedicated to me. Like you were saying um, earlier about like, just kind of claiming it as your own, you're claiming your own true self with this like blueprint of what people have given you. And it, it, like, and here I, I, kind of came to that realization being in the woods because I was just so ready to move forward. And I was already seeing what I had enabled myself with, you know, and it actually led me to the path of becoming um, the trauma informed coach where, you know, I'm planning on getting my master's degree in counseling. Um, And it came to the realization where like, I'm an adult child of an alcoholic, and I was looking at all of these experiences that I had in the past and the characteristics of what an an adult child looks like. And I and everything just kind of became this big epiphany and that epiphany was just like, wow, okay, now that I've admitted, I've admitted myself, I've admitted the truth to who it is that my foundation was at, where it was, I can actually now start from scratch. I can start from scratch, move forward and be present and I can now make conscious choices to the things I, you know, invest in and things I digest online or the things that I listen to or the things that I do decide to take to heart if I choose to take it to heart. And so it gave me more of that inner voice to strengthen my intuition, being able to just come to the conclusion to to finding that discernment. So the true north was just like I it's not like everyone needs to hit a rock bottom bottom to get to like the core truth of their situation. But if they just give themselves an opportunity to pause and ask very honest questions to themselves is what I'm experiencing good for me and take all, I mean, within reason, take the people out, you know, take everybody else out of the equation for a time period, like give them a little bit of a timeout out. Medi- imaginarily time out and just ask yourself is what is going on with me a good thing? And you giving yourself the opportunity to say, I'm ready to be fully honest with myself and giving yourself the courage and opportunity to do so will enlighten so many, enlighten them to a way to how can I step forward if it's not healthy for me? Right. And so that's, that's basically my two cents. (laughs) on it
0: no i think that honestly that is some very solid medicine you Mm. know being able to really assess and evaluate almost like uh being your own judge jury and you know executioner on the decision absolutely because you (laughs) you take the opportunity to be informed by examining everything that's in front of you and then you decide you know which way you're gonna go Mm -hmm. and then you go it almost gets back to the old davy crockett saying be sure and then go ahead
3: (laughs) i like that i like that a lot (laughs)
0: So, so even though the interweb hasn't been very kind to us tonight you know i'm glad we got together and actually got to meet and have this conversation. I feel like it was a really good one. It was one that, you know, everybody's going to get a lot of inspiration out of. And that's the goal here at camp. But before I let you go, you have to let people know how they can get in touch with you.
3: That's a very good question.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Save the simplest class.
3: So um, you can definitely find me on Facebook. I am Hillary Dahl. Uh, I <laughs> I'm on Instagram at HD Design llc, and I can give you any information that come that that is about me through Messenger if you need all to right. add that to your that is info
0: that is all. for the podcast that is the end. of any We've sort. The end but- of yet
3: not Another to say that i'm hard campfire. to get a hold of but and i want to thank I, hillary I, for this was my inspiration to step myself and up into how it is that i offer myself to the world roadmap. and More so your podcast was like this sort of is everything
0: to help i love it you <laughs> aim your compass and find <laughs> so your i will own way well, to well, i'll link to everything in the show notes so yeah anything you got you, you can shoot my way your experience so here. thank you hillary for doing this and this has been great you know, yeah, before we get I really here, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much.
3: <laughs> the
1: adventure, you know, about that. Oh, fact absolutely. You're here. very you welcome. You know, we've been All right. hanging out here in the around the Brackis Dam and in the Brekecus Game Area, which is a part of the Michigan Gems. And what that is is it's
0: uh it's a movement to improve the upland game hunting experience in Michigan. So, I think it's something that a lot of us can really not only get out and enjoy nature by doing, by taking out the experience, but you also gain a very special connection with the world around you.
1: You build a greater understanding. And, you know, I think it's something that, you know, you should really look into. So until next time, get out there in the wild.
2: That's where the stillness and the adventure lies. See ya. Hey friend, it's Mike. And as we wrap up
0: today's episode, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the podcast and being a part of this camp. And I hope that you're finding value within the time that you spend with us. I'd love to invite you over to ProjectMindfullyOutdoors.co, where you can sign up for the newsletter which is jam-packed full of special meditations such as the one you just listened to tips and tricks to help you further your adventure in the wilderness along with cool updates and things that i experienced along the journey you know there's never any spam and you can cancel at any time so swing over check it out as well as everything else that's on the website and until then get out there in the wild that's where the stillness and the adventure lies see ya